welcome to episode 152 of the Startcast, Press Start Australia's weekly video game discussion podcast. I'm your host, Ewan Roxburgh, and I'm joined today by my fellow gamers, James. Good evening, or morning. <laughs> it's 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 the evening as we're recording this. I don't know when you might be listening to this, listener, but we can cover our bases with... What did you say? Even morning? Kind of rolled the I two said words good together. evening or morning. Sorry. Evening or morning, okay. Uh, and we're also joined today by Matt... Hello. How are you doing, Matt? <laughs> uh, I'm simple. I'm good. I'm I'm trying not to confuse the apparent one listener that you mentioned. Um, <laughs> you know that may be listening to this at an obscure time and getting confused at what time of the day it is. So yeah, I'm always yeah. always confused by the time of day. Uh, guys, I've got some exciting news. Uh, we can Woo! now. We, thank you. That was the reaction <laughs> I was looking for. Uh, we can now announce what we're doing for the 150th episode. Obviously, this is 152. We kind of like just skipped over the 150th because I've been teasing some sort of announcement for a little while, uh, and I can now tell you all what that is. Um, what it is is that we're going to be doing a live 150th episode, a live one uh, from Federation Square in Melbourne. So not just any ordinary square, but Federation Square uh, on. Saturday the 1st of September uh, it's going to be starting at 10.30am and running until midday so it's going to be a, an extra long podcast as well um, and it's the same weekend that the Melbourne Esports Open is running um, so there'll be heaps of gaming related stuff going on in the city but uh, hopefully you can come along and join us and witness the Startcast happening before your very eyes, you're going to be there right Matt? Uh, if all goes to plan yeah I, awesome. I should be so you know I, it'll, it'll scare everyone away so. <laughs> I uh, I love it when things go to plan. Hopefully everything does. We've got some some fun stuff planned. So hopefully uh, it's a lot of fun for everyone. Um, how are you, James? Did you get all those Resident Evil Two Collector Editions you wanted? Um, yeah, almost all of the ones that I want. For sure. Did you manage to track down the the typewriter one from overseas? I'm in the process. Okay. <laughs> so do you have like a friend that's helping you out or? No, there's so there's like a website you can go to where it's like a they specialize. You get stuff sent to them, okay, and then they'll send it to you. Okay, um, it's like a forwarding company, I guess. Right. Yeah, I thought Australia like, Post I, I, had like a mailbox in the US that you could send stuff to, and then they ship it over here. But this is the typewriter's Japan. Oh, so. it's only all oh, right. Yeah, so I don't know, and I've also it costs a lot of money. Like, yeah. I just bought a PS4 Pro, and it costs more than that. Damn. You know? I didn't realize it was that But, pricey. like, it's a really cool typewriter. Have you, so. have you used a typewriter before? Like, do you have a purpose for a typewriter <laughs> in your life? Of course I don't. Isn't it, isn't it a typewriter <laughs> slash keyboard, though? Like, an actual... Yeah, it's like a yeah so it's a, it's, a, it's a mechanical keyboard fashioned to look like a typewriter based on the typewriter in the game. Right. Um... Because in Resident Evil you save at the typewriter, right? So, yeah, it's a it's a really cool collector's item, but it's also quite expensive. Yeah, and I assume you bought the but, the statue one as well, right? Yeah, you were just so, you were just dropping that cash in Resident Evil Two, huh? I got, yeah, I, it happens all the time. So I, it's 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 annoying, but it's just something I have to do. Yeah, you know? no, I get it. I've got it, a massive Lego collection that attests to my ability yeah. to do that too. I ordered. I ordered like two from um, the EB Games website by accident, oh. and because um, I woke up at like five AM because they went up at seven because I just wanted to be prepared, you know, yeah. two hours good good preparation time, and then like they they went up, but Xbox was available, but when you added it to your cart, it said it was out of stock, so I was like, ah, 
so I thought I'd missed out. So I just bought a PS4 one to, and was going to deal with right. it. And then Xbox was available again, so I bought that too. So now... Right. Yeah. I've done a similar thing before. We've <laughs> we've been talking a lot before <laughs> the show at the amount of mistakes I've been making recently. Um, but one mistake I made was buying uh, concert tickets like in the early hours of the morning, just like... Uh, I was about to say, there. concert tickets are the same. I do that with them all the time. Yeah. I remember like I got up in the morning early to buy Arctic Monkeys tickets for a, a friend of mine uh, and myself. And um, I accidentally bought tickets to the show in Sydney rather than in Melbourne, <laughs> my home city. <laughs> Uh, and there was that moment of panic. I was like, oh crap, like, what do I do? Blah, 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 blah. And I went back and forth with him and then ended up like on the phone to Ticketek and just said, hey, so this happened. What can I do? And they very kindly swapped them over for me, but I did not think that was going to be possible. I think you should have just flown to Sydney. Yeah, well, the problem was I'd bought floor tickets in Sydney, but we could only get seating in Melbourne. So we ended up in the seats. Um, So maybe I should have just gone to Sydney and seen the Arctic Monkeys there. Um, Yeah, just commit. Have you ever done anything like that, Matt? Uh, no, I can't say that I have. I I either go for something and get it, or I miss out. Um, mm. Most of the time, I end up just miss, I I just missing out on stuff. The worst. Uh, yeah, that is the worst, especially when it's, it's a concert. It's usually the just FOMO. Yeah, <laughs> it's usually just a matter of like I'm really excited for it, and then like the moment actually comes and goes, and I forgot all about, you know. It's one of those things is like I'm sitting there going, yes, I'm going to go buy it. And then like I get distracted by something and come back half an hour later and go, oh God, I just missed it. Oh God, I'm not going to get it. Oh God, what do I do? So um, That's the worst. However, I did like, I think the most recent one was um, I did, uh, I did pre-order the the uh 500 mil ps4 and i saw mm. a lot of people complaining that they missed out but uh, that was up for like a good hour before it kind of sold out so yeah i um i was the same yeah I, did, so did, is that the playstation pro that you got to then james yeah right. yeah i've already got a pro but i thought it's an extra terabyte yeah why not <laughs> such I a think beautiful after I trade my other well. my other pro in like it won't be as bad mm. it's basically free you yeah. know like yeah yeah <laughs> So we're if, uh, each of us have got one of those in order then, because I also ordered one. I was on the market for a pro, because my my day one PlayStation Four is dying a slow and painful death. Yeah, mine too. Um, so when I saw this one announced and it was as gorgeous as it was, I yeah snapped at the know, opportunity. Do you know what's really cool as well? Is I think because uh, during the week they announced the three new DualShock controller colors mm. um yeah. we, we we posted it as four even though sunset orange has kind of come and gone i don't know if it's coming back yes um, it is it has been released before but um there there was a cop there's a copper one um that's yeah. coming out and i thought that's really cool because the 500 mil ps4 is that uh that translucent blue with the copper stylings mm-hmm. and then i thought you could pick up a copper controller which would go along with it really well so yeah, I reckon um, I might just do that, you know. I kind of like the idea of having different controllers, like making them easily identifiable, between like controllers one or two or whatever you do. Like, yeah, I, well, I kind of like that idea. I've got three. I've got the original black one, and then I've got mm-hmm. a white one, which I had to replace the triggers on because I actually absolutely ruined it playing Rocket League. Uh, <laughs> and then I've got a Sunset Orange one, so it's All right. it's pretty handy because then you can also just switch back and forward between controllers. So Yeah, yeah. 
All right, well, let's get stuck into the show. That's a nice long opening we've had there. Um, so what have we got in terms of news this week? It's actually been quite a busy, busy week of news because we've also got Gamescom at the moment. So there's a, a little bit to discuss. Um, we're going to have to maybe be a bit choosy. Um, but I thought we'd better discuss uh, the latest on the, on the Spyro front. Um, obviously, Spyro is a game near and dear to my heart, so I've been doing regular Spyro updates on the show. Um, but it's been delayed until November 13th, so we've got a little bit longer to wait. Um, to uh, in With the announcement, uh, the studio head, Paul Yang, said, I really hoped that you would be rescuing dragons and scorching Rhinox sooner, uh, but the trilogy needs more love and care. We know you'll agree the extra time was worth the wait. Um, James, a couple of weeks ago, it might have been a bit longer than we had the news that... Uh, the game, the, sorry, the second and third games weren't going to be on the, the the disc for Spyro Ignited Trilogy. So do you think this is, our theory back then was that the games weren't going to be ready for launch? Do you think this just confirms that theory? Um, I think it does. I think, I mean, they've already, I think they already came out and said that there still will need a bit to be an update. So I don't think it's because of that. Mm. Um, but I think, yeah, like I, it was... They were pushing it out pretty... I, I always thought, like, from the announcement to this, like, they were kind of pushing it out pretty quickly, didn't you? Like, I always thought it was a bit too soon. Uh, it um, seemed kind of strange to get it so soon after Crash, in a way, because we weren't... I guess there was that kind of, like, we weren't so sure how successful Crash was going to be, and then it was, like, this major hit, and it's like, oh, well, okay, what else can we do? And then they were like, okay, well, Spyro's of his choice, but then to get Spyro so soon after Crash was a bit of a surprise. I'd have thought it might have been another year away. Um, yeah, so, yeah um, in that way it was surprising me. Everything like it's it's just strange because like all the footage looks really good. Mm. Like like obviously like I have no super emotional attachment to it like you do, um, <laughs> but like it looks it looks fine. Like I it, I you don't it's you know how sometimes you look at a game and you're like it's not looking so good and yeah. then it gets delayed and you're like oh well that's not a surprise. I just didn't feel that way about this, but yeah, I guess. If it's with something like this, you don't want to kind of stuff it up. So mm. why not? I, I think back, I think what know? James is suggesting there, Matt, that we don't really have a huge reason to be uh, like be fearful of how this game is going to shape out. Um, we just released some footage today uh, that um, Toby's captured from Gamescom, um, having played it over there. Uh, and I would agree with James that it looks like it's in pretty good nick. Um, so do you do you agree? Do you think we should be worried about this game, or is it smooth sailing? I I wouldn't be worried. I think that. Um, their biggest problem is the fact that uh, one, they're capitalizing off the nostalgia factor. I mean, when Crash came out, it was huge. And then shortly mm -hmm. after, people are like, hey, it's not the same game because the hitboxes were different and everything. So yeah. um, I guess that the longer they leave it, the the more it starts wearing off. Like people were excited for it. Um, you know, whether or not it holds the same excitement as Crash is another matter. But um, they're excited for it and then it kind of, you know, like now it's delayed and, you know, like I think every little thing that comes up with it is just taking the sheen off it a bit more. Um, mm. So if anything, all it's doing is just, you know, hurting them just that little bit more. Um, not that it won't sell. Um, I think it's just more of a frustration. Um, however, like, you know, for for some reason with people these days, it's, you know, like, oh, I, I bought a PS4 but I don't have the internet. It's like, okay, well, you know, why did you buy a PS4 or, or whatever, you know, like, and, and they're all like, oh, I don't have online. It's like, okay, well, that basically limits you to one out of three games. I think that's probably the most frustrating thing. Yeah. Um. So, and I'm like, of course, you know, the whole thing is they've already printed the discs and everything and, and they can't go back and add the two other games on there, which, you know, 
if the if the whole process wasn't as drawn out, it probably would have been better if they had it just held off and mm. made all three games. So it kind of makes ha- you wonder they, what they were doing. Have they printed the discs? Usually, the disc printing happens a lot earlier. So yeah, I suppose we would. Depends, I guess, on the project. Yeah. But- it's possible they weren't. Yeah, but like maybe who, who knows? Maybe they're not. Maybe they haven't. And maybe it will come out. Maybe they'll just go and I don't know. Restamp the discs with the two other games on there. Maybe that was. I mean, yeah. yeah. The, the thing is, like, yes, we got the announcement last week, but they might have known before that and didn't yeah. send the disc to be to print or to get the gold master yeah, or whatever. Yeah. So, so, like, who knows? I guess. I guess we'll find out. Like, you know, when it when it does come out. Hmm. So. And in the meantime, we've got plenty of other games coming out that we're all looking forward to play. Um, some of which received good new trailers games. during during Gamescom. <laughs> um, good good games? Are you you contesting on that or? Don't, yeah, no, don't I'm saying green? good games. All right, okay. Like not Spyro, like not yes. Was well, being a troll. We'll, we'll see, but I hold out hope. Um, yeah, a bunch of new trailers have been shown during Gamescom. Um, there's probably too many to mention, uh, so I've got like a list of here, some of the ones that caught my eye, um, but uh, I think I'll just invite you guys to discuss whatever you, you're most excited about. Um, we received kind of footage of some description for Life is Strange 2, Battle, uh, Battle for, Battlefield 5, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, uh, Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice, Control, Metro Exodus, too many like indie Switch titles to mention, uh, the Dark Pictures Anthology, Devil May Cry 5, Resident Evil 2, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Fallout 76, and Trials Rising. Um, so heaps of games, but what stood out to you, Matt? Uh, probably uh, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. Mm. Um, it's, pro- it's probably the standout, especially considering I think I was reading someone said that it was modeled off uh, Tenchu, you know, back in the day. Um, right. I don't know where I saw that. I'm pretty sure I saw that somewhere. Um, but that's pretty sick because I mean, like I used to play Tenchu on the PS One, which was cool. Um, mm. But it looks it looks really good, um, and I don't know, like I'll, I I find myself struggling to pay attention to a lot of the other titles these days. It's like people are like, oh, you know, Battlefield and you know, Battlefield and Call of Duty, Devil May Cry kind of look cool, but I've never really been a huge fan of the series. Um, mm. So, yeah. Um, James sounds aghast. Well, I I could have been really cruel and go, yeah, nobody cares about Resident Evil 2, so... um, Yeah, I assume Devil May Cry and and Resident Evil were then the the two that stood out to you then, James. Can I... I just want to quickly, like, take a diversion to Life is Strange 2. Um, I was a little bit, like, severely whelmed with what they showed. Like, I don't know why... Like not underwhelmed, and not just overwhelmed, whelmed. just yeah. kind of, yeah, just whelmed. okay. All right, <laughs> I don't know. Like, did you guys? What did you guys think? Of, like, have, you and you've played the. First, uh-huh. I don't know if Matt has, but you and you've played the first season. Uh, I have, yes. I've not played before the storm, and then this other kind of tie-in that was released recently. And I'm getting just... the name of Captain something. Yeah, yeah. Like, n- like no offense, but like, I don't know. Brother, two brothers, just is such a boring idea f- to me like i feel like it's just been done to death yeah you know like whereas chloe and max like their relationship was kind of so dynamic like i mean we haven't seen much so it's, it's a bit hard i shouldn't really judge it but it just doesn't it doesn't have me as excited to play it as i thought i would be yeah i guess i'm i'm guess i'm just not i guess i'm just disappointed there's aren't there aren't those familiar faces in it i'd have loved to sort of continued along with that story in some some degree maybe they'll turn up but, like, yeah who knows yeah maybe you know? they will and i assume it's all part of the same universe, right? Like people sort of acquiring these strange powers, but then it's different. It's not the time mechanics that we had in 
in the first season. The, it's he has something like a, else. They haven't said what it is, no, but yeah. they have a new power, which is cool. Yeah, look, I I think I've got a lot of faith in in them to do something good with it. Um, I think they've they've proved themselves now. Um, but uh, yeah, it didn't yeah. quite like get me as excited as as I wanted to be for this game. I think. Yeah, the um like just the second thing as well. Um, mm-hmm. the Dark Pictures anthology I think is a really mm-hmm. cool idea. Um, obviously yeah, like totally. the anthology format is kind of taking over TV now. Um ever since, like, you know, True Detective and American Horror Story and all that kind of became popular. Mm-hmm. So I think doing that for a game is a really cool idea. Um, yeah, I'll be interested to see with that. I'm, I'm a huge Until Dawn fan. Um, I, I adored yeah. that game. Uh, what? But obviously, like, part of what made that game kind of unique in the sense was the amount of sort of different branching storylines they had and, and how differently that game could sort of pan out for people. Um, I guess, you know, there's plenty of games to do that now, but they, they kind of did it quite well, I feel. Um, but I assume the Dark Pictures anthology are going to be a lot, like, smaller games. Like, they talked about having something well, like over 30 ideas for these games, right? Like, how are they going to be able to condense that same sort well, of they said, like, two games per year was their aim. Okay. Um, that seems yeah, like a fair amount, so, though, right? Like, But if they're, if they're small... Yeah. ...and and not as, as something like The Impatient or... yeah. Until dawn, I don't know. I don't like, think I we're think gonna. Get, we can't expect the same sort of extent to like branching storylines in the game. That's that. No, smaller I game. don't think so. But it would have to. They'd have to be really tightly written. I reckon. Mm. I think the biggest surprise with this announcement um, was that Sony kind of let Supermassive get away. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like because this is coming out on Xbox One and PC as well. And I really thought. I almost thought Supermassive already was a Sony studio, but obviously, like, yeah, it's not. Like Bandai Namco's handling. It. Yeah. Um, that really surprised me. Yeah, it's a shame they didn't. Yeah, lock that down as a as a first party. I think they're I mean, really yeah, quite exciting. Like, I don't really care. I get to play it either way, but mm. you know, it's exciting. Yeah, I'm glad to see. I, them I think it's really a cool idea, up. a really cool idea. Because uh-huh. with games, you know, they just seem to be so expensive to make that you throwing away everything you do to make a brand new story doesn't make sense as much mm. these days. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, excited to see what they yeah. uh, they do with that. Um, I'm trying to think. I think you kind of picked out the two that really sort of stood out to me. I'm still really intrigued by um, by Control, and uh, yeah, Sekiro really kind of stood out to me as well. I've I've kind of had a kind of tentative sort of relationship with the Souls games, um, but this one looks quite different in that it looks like a lot faster paced, and um, you know, there's a lot more sort of movement seems to be worked into it. But uh, obviously, it still has that really sort of tight combat mechanics that the the Souls games have become so well known for. Um, so you get to dive into that, and I'm really fascinated by this like trend of samurai games that we're getting at the moment with like Ghost of Tsushima and For Honor sort of integrating um, Samurai's too, and then Secure obviously now as well. It can only um, lead to something like you know what I've always wanted, which would be an Assassin's Creed in Japan. So we've got to be getting close, huh? But you know that you know, as they said, they're not uh, they're not gonna. What is it? Do it. <laughs> uh, so specific- Resident Evil 2 looks great. Yeah, I was, uh, <laughs> no, it let's, doesn't. Let's talk about the, the new footage that they showed off then. How, how excited did that get you, James? Did well, it's, Did you Have you guys seen the new footage at all? Uh, I've not, no. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it's, um, it's the kind of footage where like I was really, really excited because it's like a very seminal moment in the original game. Uh-huh. Um, but it's the kind of footage where you kind of think to yourself, this is so different now. I think I might stop looking at stuff because it's quite a surprise, well, I yeah, guess, see, how much is, they've changed. This has been my sort of thing. Because I've not played it before, 
and they're obviously sort of like releasing a lot of this footage with the the awareness that people that are playing this game chances are they they will have already played it before i'm kind of trying to stay distant from it because i I feel like it's not really going to be tailored towards people that haven't played it before definitely no that i don't i completely disagree (laughs) um yeah like this is a new game like it's not even a remake it's it's a new game like the stuff that they've talked about in terms of like what's what happens before the original game started like you you get to explore a few new areas um it really is like a reimagining okay um the thing with resident evil 2 was originally it wasn't a direct sequel to one you know like it was a separate story that kind of built upon what happened in the first game but you didn't need to play the first game Um, I just think, like, even if you don't like these games or you haven't got a history with it, you can't really deny how crazy Capcom's engine, new engine is. Like, the one, it's powering Devil May Cry and it's powering this one where they just scan stuff in from, like, real life. Like, they made all the clothes in the game. Yeah. And then scanned them into the game. And the, the result is, like, I just think it looks crazy good. Like, the animation and the the physics and just everything just looks so good. Yeah, I'm actually like skimming a- through the video as we speak and, and that's what immediately stood out to me. It's just how damn good it looks. It, I'm it's blown it's away. ridiculous. Like it's almost photorealistic. Yeah. You know? Um, and the facial animations and look quite quite impressive as well. Yeah, and this is early ish footage. Mm. Um, although the game's probably done because it's not that far away now. Mm. Um but yeah, I don't know. I think it's shaping up to re- I think with remakes it's so like you can kind of change the tone of the game completely yeah. or you can do something or you can like they're staying true to it while making it completely new if that makes yeah. sense yeah um i just yeah i think it's it, like regardless of whether you like like resident evil or something like this would be a game that most people will be able to enjoy oh, yeah um they just don't yeah don't i'm know. sort of hoping that i'm obviously hoping that it's going to be the case for me i'm uh, i'm keen to give it a go it seems you like a good kind of have to play point. it I feel like Even you're going like, to come yeah. down and imprison me and strap me to a chair and force a controller in my hands until I finish it. If I uh... yes, you're going <laughs> to you're going to put him into a like, chair and go. Just take a look at this. Is that a reference yep. to the game? I feel like I don't know what that no, is. That's a reference to the first Resident Evil with the poor voice acting and everything. Oh, oh right. okay, that was. Okay. He's okay. going to make Excuse you a <laughs> Jill sandwich. Anyway. And then, um, like, Devil May Cry looks really good. It's kind of crazy. It's coming out in March. Um, uh-huh. Motorcycles. Yeah, just a crazy over-the-top action. Uh, it's just great. You know, haven't had a proper Devil May Cry for... feels like 10 years, but it's been at least five. It's, it's kind of mental, um, like, the amount of sort of quality games coming out over, like, the next six to nine months, right? Like, we've just got so many it is, games that yeah, people have been crazy. clamoring for like for it, ages kind of coming out. I think it's, uh, like, it's especially crazy, like, when you think about Capcom as a publisher, uh-huh. two years ago, like, they were kind of just putting out junk, and, um, or ports, or remasters, and they've got, like, th- they've had Monster Hunter early this year, and they've got two really solid original games coming out early next year, like, mm. they've completely turned things around, Yeah, which is really nice. Yeah, it is, like, it's really, impressive and, and nice you know, to see. Uh, what about the um, the Switch games? There was a, a ton of indie games announced in the kind of like surprise <laughs> mini direct. Did any of those stand out to any of you guys? No. No, not so much? Oh, okay. I'm surprised. There them, were a fair like, few that stood out uh, to me. Yeah. I don't know. A lot of them are games that I've played elsewhere already. Um, yeah, sure. I've, I probably bang on about it a little bit too much, but like I just want to play new stuff on my Switch. Um, mm. there's, the, there's the odd indie game that I've missed 
that I would like to, I'd prefer to play on Switch, like sure. for example, Hollow Knight. Yeah. But now I'm just going to wait for that to come out physically. Yeah. Because it's coming out next year. They've just I think I think it's great that it's getting so many games that are coming out. It's just more the fact that yes, yeah, um, that's that's it's almost too much. I, like point. I I personally like don't use my Switch to play indie games. I kind of like the bigger releases, um, and. Yeah, I think that yeah, like it's it's great that it's getting such a huge library, but I think my my biggest concern is still the fact that like, you know, with Nintendo not fixing a lot of the other stuff like, you know, cloud saves and transfers and stuff, um that you know, like that's that's what I I want them to fix stuff before I get seriously into gaming with the Switch, so yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm kind of like kind of overwhelmed by the sort of offerings on the Switch. Like, I feel like every kind of store update that comes through, there is kind of like 20 to 30 games on it. I mean, I'm probably exaggerating that, but I feel like stuff kind of is easily missed. Um, that's why I sort of appreciated having this direct and them sort of really kind of giving each game a pretty good kind of share of the spotlight. Um, it drew my attention to some games that had already been released that I hadn't really paid much attention to and um, got me excited about playing them on Switch. I thought Night Call looked particularly interesting. Um, the Gardens Between 2 also stood out to me. Bad North, which was like a Viking-related um, one purely because it's, it's got Vikings, so I got excited about that. Um, and uh, and Morpheus as well. It was an, Morpheus Law, sorry, was another one that really stood out to me, which was like kind of a, a team-based shooter where... If you land tar- if you land shots, your player character physically grows in size and gets more powerful, but also becomes a bigger target. That looks really unique, and that's one of these kind of like shadow drops as well. That's like it's available now. Um, so uh, there's a fair few that came from that that I'm eager to try on my Switch, but there's just too many, and I'm still playing Fortnite. Um, speaking of new games, though. Final bit of news for the day. Uh, we might not be getting a new Assassin's Creed for a little while. Uh, Ubisoft have announced that they won't be releasing a new Assassin's Creed game in 2019. Instead, they're offering ongoing content drops for Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Uh, Matt, do you think this is wise to, for Ubisoft to continue continue like a more staggered release schedule for Assassin's Creed, avoiding that annualization? Yes, I think it's great. Um, for multiple reasons. One, I think that, uh, what was it? What was the last one that came out? The Egyptian one? Origins? Origins, Origins yeah. yeah. Um, they did pretty well stag- staggering DLC for that. Um, cause I know it kept people entertained, especially with that history mode, um, mm. that they released. The discovery mode, yeah. yeah. So, um, I think that that's a good thing is to just, just to give, existing games a little bit of longevity and also i think that they kind of learned from the previous generation where you know especially at the start where it's basically like game after game after game after game after game and they just kept you know falling into traps it's like they had all these cool ideas but they they flooded the market and you know people kind of got bored of it and you know didn't really care i mean like you had a you had a couple of hits that came out and you know stayed sort of relevant but then the other ones just kind of faded away and you know nobody talks about them now so um i think yeah if if they're focusing more on a staggered sort of release and everything it gives them time not only to focus on the next one that's coming out but also to just support the one that's out as it is, you know, just that little bit longer. And, um, 
yeah, they can do a lot more with it. I mean, you know, that's the whole, I think that's the whole idea about DLC is the fact that you want a story to continue on. You don't want to just cram a brand new adventure that's not really relevant, you know, by creating a new game. So, yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I sort of had the, um, the fear that after Syndicate, when they sort of took that year off and then came back with Origins, that Origins obviously did well, and then we heard news that Odyssey was going to follow the previous year, the, the following year. I assumed that they were going to fall back into that annualization, having taken that sort of token one year off. Um, so I'm glad to see them sticking with it, and I think it's it's going to sort of speak to um, improved quality over time of the Assassin's Creed games. Um, I think there's a lot to be learned as well from you know games like the witcher where these massive sort of open worlds that they continually add or that cd project red continually added to um i can see them doing something similar with assassin's creed maybe not to the extent that they did with the witcher but to a similar degree um what do you reckon uh james do you think we're gonna continue seeing quality assassin's creed games or will we eventually see them kind of go stale again i think they were already pu- i i think with odyssey they're already pushing it a bit right um, because this game, I don't know if it's been announced or not, but if it hasn't, I guarantee you this game will have like a season pass or something. Um, like it just feels like a bit, I, I thought, you know, Origins was really good. Now let it, let it breathe and then put out something else. But Odyssey to me is based on how Origin is ends, like a bit of a mishmash of stuff that they wanted to do in Origins, but couldn't, mm. um, I was because like I'm still a little bit weary about this this game. Like I'm not really too sure if it will be as good as Origins was, um, and I guess that comes back to the question of was Origins so good because we didn't play something like it a year before? You know, um, yeah. I don't know. I haven't really added anything, but I just like I, I like the idea that they're going to expand it. Like there's a rumor that came out the other day that they're going to try and go to Atlantis with it, which is like. Crazy. Yeah, that would be cool. That would be nuts. That would be really cool. Um, and that's the kind of thing I would expect from like Ubisoft DLC. Um, but I think this really is just a kind of saving face just in case it doesn't sell that well, then they can just move on to something else. Um, like I'm sure a Watch Dogs 3 is in production or, you know, an open world Splinter Cell or something. I think they're just, they always were going to plan to take a break. Yeah, they've got, they've got like a Assassin's. fair few sort of properties they can sort of alternate between yeah. pretty pretty well, I think. Um, yeah, you remind me of how excited I am for the sort of myth, like the mythology element to uh, to this one. Obviously, being set in ancient Greece, there's like a wealth of mythology they can refer to, as they did a bit with Origins as well. But um, yeah, I, I like Greek mythology is pretty cool yeah, um, sure. too. But like, I do like this is kind of getting to the point now where it's 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 not even assassins, <laughs> you know? Like mm. it's it's like weird mercenaries that took that, that you know lived before assassins even existed yeah um, i was it's i was bit, thinking this today yeah, watching um watching some gameplay footage again that's like coming off the gamescom floor um that yeah like they're not really assassins anymore and the 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 combat is kind of very different as well like you kind of see token sort of throwbacks to to some of the uh the assassin's creed uh, attacks that we associate more with like Ezio's arc or whatever like that um but uh yeah, they're sort of using it quite liberally now to basically explore whatever historical era they they choose to. Um, not that there's inherent anything wrong with yeah, that. I don't, Hopefully yeah, it like I, it's not bad. I just, I'm just a bit like, why not just make it your own thing now? Mm. Um, even like, you know, they've got Skull and Bones coming out next year. Yeah. Um, like, is the naval combat in this game going to be the kind of, I guess, the pilot 
for that. You know, I, I, I don't know. That's the only thing I don't really like about Ubisoft now is I just get a bit worried that all their games are kind of starting to kind of borrow from each other a little bit too much. Yeah, yeah. But I think, and there's we'll there's see. always been that sort of like Ubisoft format of kind of tech like checkboxing, right? Like we see a very similar sort of thing in yeah. in, in uh, Far Cry to the sort of formula that we see in Assassin's Creed. Um, and the, to the same with the division as well, right? That kind of all overlaps. Um, I can confirm, by the way, that there is a season pass. I'm jump, I've jumped on Ubisoft's website, and uh, some of the special editions do include a season pass. So uh, it's just a know. bit crazy, like like a year after another full game with another season pass that's fifty to sixty dollars. I don't know. Yeah, just, I don't know if they've got was, some kind of cool content that in mind for this yeah, one that like, they like, want to bring out of fair, time, Yeah. The big, the big piece of content for Origins, where you go to the after, there's like four different afterlifes you go yeah. to, like that was visually and like, I guess conceptually really cool. Um, so if Atlantis is happening, that would be really cool. Yeah. Aquaman tie-in. I'm, uh, <laughs> Who knows? I'm sure this will be a discussion we revisit at some stage on the podcast. But for now, let's yep. play a round of what the wiki. A reminder that what the wiki is a Starcast game show where the host reads part of a Wikipedia page for an unknown game, and you, the contestants, must guess the game. Uh, James, it's been a while since we've had you on, um, and people have been real busy uh, in your absence. Um, at the official what the wiki keeper of the score at Jamie Penning over on Twitter reminds us that last week Stephen and Brody took the game head on, and after trading barbs, it was Stephen that came out on top. So Stephen and Brody have now tied on six points. Matt, you're just behind them on two. Um, so James, your lead at nine points is just uh, just three ahead of both Brody and Stephen at the moment. So um, you've got a point to prove by uh, by te- hopefully. Well, I don't know. I don't want to predict anything, but but Here's you. It. Do- taking out this round is what i'm saying <laughs> i got a qu- i got a question sure if we get to the end of the year mm-hmm. and i'm i'm nowhere near it yeah like winning it can i donate my points uh no that's just rude no i don't think you can donate your points i've toyed around with the idea because as we know um on the on what the wiki i make up the the rules as we go along um i've toyed around the idea with having like a kind of golden snitch where it's not necessarily game winning, but would would give you a hefty amount of points, um, but I don't know. I, that well, might be a bit. I a was bit just cheap. no, because I was just thinking because like James James is the clear leader at the moment, but like for instance, if Brody or um wait Stephen Stephen well? yeah if yeah, Bro- yeah if Brody or St- I didn't know how fast uh, I I kind of zoned out when you were. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, if Brody Brody or Stephen are like you know a couple of points off and my points could like even it up like exactly. And then it would uh-huh. go right down to the wire. I would be keen in like, you know, doing that just to, just to push a final contest. Cause it would be more fun. Yeah. So it's, it's an interesting idea. It's an interesting idea. I'm happy to take suggestions. Yeah. Um, if anyone's listening in and has any suggestions as well, please do tweet them at me and, uh, and maybe we can shake things up a little bit. As, um, I don't as, think James is that far ahead. I think we still got a lot of, lot of year to play. Anything can still happen at this stage, but no, I'm toying around with the idea of like maybe having James, um, Brody and Steven kind of all on. And instead of offering only a point for the round, like with every Wikipedia page, people guess they're awarded a point and kind of doing like rapid firing through a bunch of points like that. Okay. Um, but what about me? Well, if you want to be part of that too, I guess you can be part of that as <laughs> um, well, Matt. As, as last year's reigning champion, uh-huh. I feel like 
you know that was that was very focused towards the three of them that are way ahead of me so yeah you're not really proving much this uh this season though are you matt well considering i haven't been on as many casts as last year <laughs> well i haven't been on the last three yeah that's uh, very true he just earned himself a solid lead it it kind of it kind of is your fault when you anyhow we can it. continue arguing about the scoring another another time um but let's get to the games game number one uh, suggested once again my friend of the show and official what the wiki keeper of the score at jamie penning over on twitter contestants are you ready for your first game yes <sighs> yes sore i'm already stressed <laughs> <laughs> the game is set in an open world environment Players have the opportunity to progress at their own pace and level. The game, unlike others, is not actually set to a rigid gameplay framework. According to Alex Ward, creative director of the game and developer Citroen Games, the game is a complete reinvention of the series. Sorry, I don't think it's Citroen. I think it's Criterion. I always get that confused. Uh, He also said, To create fully next-generation gameplay, we needed to create a truly next-generation game from the ground up. Initially, day and night cycles were not included in the game, but a software update... Matt? Is it Burnout Paradise? It is Burnout Paradise. Well done, Matt! Uh, suggested by Jamie Ugh. this week because Burnout Paradise's remaster is coming to PC, I believe he said. Um, oh my god, these PC releases. Yeah, these uh, you... these PC releases keep catching me out. I honestly thought that had come out already. Um, obviously, it was just a, just the consoles. Um, I'm impressed you got that so <laughs> early, Matt. Uh, it was the Criterion bit. Yeah, I kind of did emphasize that as well because I mucked it up. And the uh, did you know cycles. about the day-night cycles, though? Was that I... Did that say Burnout Paradise to you? Uh, well, yeah, because I was a huge Burnout fan from back in the day. So, uh-huh. um, you know, when I, what, I think that was like my first PS3 game, actually. So It was, yeah, one of my first, too, actually. Yeah. It's, uh, and still is to this day one of my favorite games of all time, Burnout yeah, Paradise. It's pretty it's an good. Awesome game. Uh, well, Matt is uh, off the mark. A reminder that it is best two out of three in the case of a head to head such as we have today. So, Matt just needs to guess one more game to take the points for this round. Uh, and James would need to get the remaining two. So game number two, are we ready? Yes. Yeah. Players chose from one of six playable characters, each with their own unique speed and power ratings and special throws. The player maneuvers around his or her side of the court in any of the eight cardinal directions, allowing for almost fluid movement in any direction. They must act as the defense and offense of their side, blocking the disc from entering the goal zone and throwing the disc back to the opponent's side attempting to score. Players throw the disc back and forth, with the speed of the disc generally increasing with each throw, until one of them scores a point, which causes the disc to be reset by the referee, who throws it to the player that scored on so that they could serve. There are yellow and pink zones, with the former being worth three points and the latter being five, with the zones positioned varying for each court. With the zones positioning varying for each court, yeah. Also, not catching the disc while it is in the air, described below, is described as a, quote, miss, and gives two points to the opponent. The game, also known as Flying Power Disc in Japan, is a fast-paced sports arcade game released by James. James. (laughs) Um... (laughs) I don't want... If I guess wrong, what happens? I read the rest of the paragraph, which we've just started, and then Matt gets to guess before okay. you can both guess again. Fine. Is it... Is it... it is it wind jammers? It is wind jammers. Yes, well done. Oh. Why Why the hesitation? 
Because I didn't want to get it wrong. Oh, God, because I don't... forgot. I know what it is, but I forgot the name. You didn't didn't need to stress oh. so much. I'm gonna definitely no, have no, to no, I'm serious. Down. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't know that, so it's okay. So. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, why was Windjammers in the news this week? Um, it's coming to Switch, I think. It is. Yes, is it's the... coming to Switch, yeah, and the uh, all... sequel is announced twenty five years oh. later, which I thought was oh. pretty impressive for a game that makes zero sense to me, but. Nonetheless. Uh, all right, we're down to a tiebreaker then. You both got uh, a game each, so uh, we need the third game to decide who is going to take the points. Game number three. The game is a survival-themed strategy game where the player controls a group of civilian survivors in a makeshift shelter in the besieged, worn-torn fictional city of Pogoran Graznavia. The main goal of the game is to survive the war with the tools and materials the player can gather with the characters they control. Most of the characters under the player's control have no military background or any kind of survival experience. Oh, James. James. This war of It mine. is this war Shit. of mine. Also announced for the Switch. <laughs> also in announced the week. for Switch yeah. in the Nindies. Uh, a game that I've not played, but um, I know is supposed I to be really it. good. Oh, you reviewed it? Yeah, I don't know if I did it for Presta. I did it for someone. Okay, all right. And, and you, en- you enjoyed it, I assume? No. Oh, you didn't really. <laughs> oh, it's not. Wait, it's nah, not really an I, enjoyable um, game, though, is it? No, like it's just so depressing, and like I get it, uh-huh. like that's what they were going for, but like, I don't know, it would just cross the line. Okay, know? so did you not review it favor- favorably then, because it was that? I think I gave it like I, I think it was a seven. I don't. I think I reviewed it for, reviewed it for Xbox World, who don't don't exist anymore. Right. Okay. Um. But yeah, that's yeah. <coughs> sorry, <Yeah>. excuse me. <laughs> I don't know what, what else you want me to say. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I just, no, I was just too busy sneezing. I'm sorry. Uh, it was just hard to be. Uh, it's just hard to be attached to characters that are just pictures with text. You know. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. You and you would probably find it sad. It, yeah, it probably, it probably <laughs> is the game that would reduce me to tears in the first five minutes, much like The Last of Us did. I'm sure. Uh, well done, James. You uh, you proved why you are in fact in the lead in the lead this season and what the wiki. That's bumping you up to ten points now, so giving you a bit of a buffer between Brody and Stephen, who are hot on your trail, uh, and Matt, yeah, behind still on on two. How you feeling, Matt? <laughs> mm, I feel like I want to donate my points. <laughs> <laughs> how many do you have to donate? Two. I mean, you can. <laughs> How about we wait until the till it gets into let's, the uh, let's do it right no, now. Let's wait until the end game. <laughs> uh, with that, okay. let's bring then to what was episode one hundred and fifty-two of the Startcast. Subscribe to us on Podcast One, iTunes, or any other podcast service of your choice. Follow us at press.au and visit the site at press.com.au. You can join the conversation using hashtag the Startcast. We've been joined today by James. Yes, you have. Thanks, um, thanks for coming, James. <laughs> you, you, thank, you're welcome. Um, yeah, I'm on Twitter as always. It's at jams a t j a m z. We've also been joined today by Matt. Uh, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at uh, what? Yeah, mv zamari. Um, <laughs> and my Instagram stuff comes well up done. through there. Um, I took I took a week off Twitter last week. It was actually really good. Um, I would suggest it. If, I never. That yeah. it's funny that you say that, Matt, because I I saw that you had done that and that you really enjoyed it, but I never really considered you to be much of like a Twitter addict. Like it's it's I, more it's more just like sitting there and and watching things come up and and like 
I don't know, you go to reply and then you're like, is it worth replying? And you, then you kind of delete. Do you mean, like, yeah, like there's so many shit opinions yeah. in my timeline. Like mine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no. Um, oh, no, not so, yours. So, yeah, no, it was, it was, I think it was good because like you just, you read, you read things and you, you get incensed at like, you know, other people's opinions on, on certain things and you want to respond and then you don't respond. And in the end, I was just like, if I, if I just don't look, I don't get affected by it. So yeah, it was, it was actually pretty good. And, um, I came back to Twitter this week. Um, but I, I might try and go for a bit longer next time. Um, it was okay. just, it was just good. So that's, it's never appealed to me taking time off from mm. social media, but, uh, maybe one day it will. Uh, I've been your host, Ewan Roxborough. You can follow me on Twitter at Ewan underscore Roxborough until I take some time off, maybe. Um, our most anticipated game of 2018, Battle Royale, is still running for about another week or so, so keep voting on that. Um, we're into the quarterfinals now. So it's, most... uh, things are heating up and the, the uh, competition our, is getting pretty fierce. Our most anticipated. Our most anticipated. I'm going to fix that as soon as this podcast ends. Uh, and also, um, please do come down to Fed Square on Saturday if you've got the time in the morning um, and uh, and be a part of the 150th episode. Uh, should be should be a good bit of fun. But until yeah, then, happy gaming. Bye. See ya.